Hey guys, it's Elizabeth St. John. And it is Joelle St. John. And we are excited because we are talking about weddings. Oh, weddings, weddings, (laughs) and more weddings. It's wedding season. Yes, it is wedding season has been upon us now for like a month. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, this is going to be three things that Christian couples should consider before, you know, they get married, during the wedding process, during the planning, all that great stuff. Yeah, I think this is going to be very helpful. Yeah, so we just wanted, just like three things we really wanted to touch on as we were reflecting and thinking about, it's great for us because we just got married about almost a year and a half ago. So it's still fresh-ish on our minds. Um, <laughs> I think the, the stressful parts are fresh. <laughs> yeah. The other parts, I'm like, oh, good memories. But everything else, definitely fresh. But yeah, continue. So yeah, these are some things that hopefully will help. And <clears throat> let's just dive into it. Yeah. It's exciting. I love weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm, I get super excited about weddings. I don't know. Do you really love weddings? I don't know. I don't think I've ever been a lover of weddings. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to something. I've never been that. Like, I'll go, I'll enjoy myself, I'll eat, give my gift, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's a nice time to kind of reflect on what marriage means. Yes. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think I was telling you about it the last wedding we went to, like, the mystical moment of God himself, like, mending two people together. Yes. Um, the scripture talks about two people becoming one. It's like God doing it. And that's what the scripture says that no person, let Mm. no person split what God has put together. So it's like, oh, shoot. When you go to this wedding, you're seeing God himself in this this spiritual, mystical Mm -hmm. moment of molding two human beings together. So it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a a time of great reflection for me usually. But the enjoyment, eh, I'll take it as it comes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think the older I've gotten and the closer I've gotten with God and just faith in general is the more I've come to appreciate weddings and funerals and births. Like those three things, it sounds weird, but for instance, we went to a funeral. I went to a funeral uh, today and um, I remember the last funeral that I went to, which I think was maybe two years ago. And it was just so beautiful. It was beautiful to remember what life is about the same way it's beautiful to remember what a wedding is about and mm. how it all points back to God's glory. At the yeah. end of the day, that's what you want. So on that note, let's get into it. Yeah, so the first it. thing, I know we started off all exciting, but I think it's important to talk about this first point because it's really really important and now being married and you know seeing other married couples and just a lot of different things that can go on it's just like wow this is huge like if you do not focus on this before you get married you're asking for trouble yep and yep, that point with that. yeah that point is to consider the person you're about to marry are you sure about them you would think that would be the most obvious one but from my experience um talking to different people seeing what people go through before they get married and after they get married this is number one like what what's the what's this 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 the saying you have to count the cost Mm -hmm. like 
really think about it. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Yeah. Um. The, well, there's various sayings that I've found yeah. that were very helpful. Like, <clears throat> like um, if they were your child, would you be extremely proud of them? Not on their potential, but who they are right now, mm-hmm. good and bad. Would you be proud? That's very telling. Very, very telling. That's hard. Yeah. Another one is... Um, if you were to marry them and they would never change, never evolve, never grow, would you marry them, stay with them, and sacrifice everything for them? Would you die for them if they never changed mm-hmm. and never evolved? Mm-hmm. So all the issues that they're going through therapy on, mm-hmm. if that never stops, um, all the bad things that irritate you, if that never gets uh, better, mm-hmm. would you stay with them? So those are certain things that helped me in mm. in thinking about us and things I've advised other people mm. that helps really frame what marriage is supposed to be and what ma- uh, like a real realistic look at what marriage is like, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's really, really good. Um, yeah, it's. It's so important and it's difficult because during the engagement process, you're obviously wrapped up in emotions, you're mm-hmm. excited, and sometimes you have to ask yourself if you're more excited about the wedding than actually the person you're marrying, uh, right? So yeah, those things are really, really huge. And the scripture that... I wanted to focus on for that point is 2 Corinthians 6 verses 14 to 16. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what does for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a scripture that probably gets hit over our heads a lot. You know, don't be equally yoked with an unbeliever. Don't be equally yoked with an unbeliever. And people are just like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, as long as, you know, they're not an atheist or they they believe there is a God or, you know, they love you and you share the same values, it's fine. Yeah, it's a, that I've heard that and it's an yeah. extreme oversimplification. It is. It like, really oh, well, is. they're not that bad, so it should be fine. It's like... And we're I not saying they're... It's, we're not saying they're bad. That's not what this is about. No. At it's just end, oversimplification. Like, yes. you, you're oversimplifying the reality of what marriage is like. Yeah. Like, you have to be on the same page. Like, I've heard people say marriage is... Like, your religious ideas um, shouldn't hold any weight mm-hmm. to your marriage. Which is and crazy. I, crazy. Because, mm-hmm. I, and this is the thing, one, you can tell that person's probably not quote unquote religious. Mm-hmm. And two, if they are, they have any kind of belief system, they probably hold extreme, like they don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Because uh, any belief system that you're a part of, especially the Christian faith, it's a worldview. Yeah. Like as a believer, everything that you can come in contact with, mm-hmm. sex, money, opportunity, children, love. Everything that you can think of in the human experience is colored by your Christian faith. Yeah. 
So, and yeah. Yeah, even with that, especially if you're a Christian, right? If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then that means Jesus Christ is the most important thing in your life. Yes. Jesus Christ takes priority. Jesus Christ is something that you would actually lay down your life for the gospel, mm-hmm. right? That is what scripture talks about. So if you are the living temple of the Holy Spirit, if Jesus is your everything and you're all in more, then why would you settle to spend your life and become one flesh with someone that does not care about Jesus? It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Um, Oh, uh, and I'll throw this in here. They might not say it. So some people say, they don't care about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's some people, their actions prove, their fruits prove, their behavior proves mm-hmm. that they don't care about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just like how someone can say, I love you and care about you a lot. Mm-hmm. There's also actions that would prove that that is the truth. Yeah. Or it can prove that that is false. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that your fiance or girlfriend or boyfriend goes to church Mm -hmm. they dress up and go to church Mm -hmm. they might not be a real follower of jesus yes so and that's what we wanted to sort of expound on with that and i think of our engagement period and and just during that time and this is why it's important to talk through this because when you're engaged you're not yet married Mm -hmm. so let that sink in breathe a little. I know it's hard because you love this person and there's a ring on your finger or you have the ring and all that. You know, you're about to give the ring. But when you're engaged, you are not yet married. Technically, you are still single. In the eyes of the law, in the eyes of God, you're betrothed, but you're not yet married, right? Um, So it's important to remember that. You are still evaluating this situation as you plan for marriage. And mm-hmm. at any time, if you want to revoke yourself from the engagement, you have the freedom to do that. It's better to have a broken engagement and people chat what they want to chat for a few months and then move yep. on than to have a broken marriage. Well, here's the thing, babes. When we talk about that kind of thing, we're challenging the core of the human ethos, mm-hmm. pride. Yeah, oh yeah. Do it's you hard. know how humble you have to be? Yeah. To be days from the wedding mm. and something <laughs> happens <laughs> to be and you're gonna it. be like, I'm breaking it off. Yeah. Do you know how humble you have to be? Yeah. You can't be prideful. Only a proud person would be like, Well uh, well, I spent all this money. Uh, everyone's already invited. Everyone knows if we shut this down, then it's going to be like, every, I'm a failure. I did like, yeah. you are prideful if you do that. Yeah. Only the humble would say, you know what? This is an issue. We're going to break this off. Yeah. Only, only the humble can do something like that. Guys, marriage is too big to be unsure. And we want to preface also that marriage is taking a leap of faith. right you're taking a leap of faith because you don't 100 percent know this person this person could change there's anything can happen that's just life you're making a decision you're rolling the dice praying and you're not 100 percent sure at the end of the day you're taking a leap of faith but what we want to talk about now is how you can set yourself up to make the best 
leap of faith or decision possible. It's what we would call a calculated yes, risk. A calculated risk. Okay. It's not a crab shoot. Yes. <laughs> calculated risk. Evaluate. You talk. You observe. Yeah. You repeat the process. You pray. You repeat that process. Yeah. And then you make your decision. Yeah. Okay. So the things that you should look out for. Number one. Well, I don't know if I should call this number one, but let's say it's, it's, it's zero. Say so, yeah, it, yeah, it's like a <laughs> and the other ones the next zero point five. Anyway, yeah. so this is the first point: their character, their character. This is very big in a world now that focuses on you know, well, what does she look like, and how much money does he make, and you know, well, does she, what degree does he have, and this, 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 this is that character is so important because someone that is 20 something 30 something do not think you can come in and erase the two or three decades of character formation of trauma that they faced of life experience of worldview that they've built you're not going to change it you are not the holy spirit just you're not the holy spirit so that is so huge And it's heartbreaking when you see marriages or you hear about things and you're like, how did you not catch this person's character? Because it was a red flag from the beginning. Well, this is the thing, right? There's a difference between someone that is looking for red flags Mm -hmm. comparatively to you're trying to skim over red flags. Like you're trying to make an excuse for them. And you can tell the difference. Like when, like... When I was dating you, I was looking for red flags, mm. looking for them. Which ones am I willing to to live with? Yeah, because everyone for? will have problems. Yeah, everyone will have issues. This is not just there's yeah. thing. Not you will not find a perfect person. No, that has no flaws. Nope. It's about major flaws. Yeah, and minor flaws. Yeah, major flaws. Life breaking flaws. Exactly. Like this person cannot control themselves. This person, whatever it is, right? Yep. When they're sad, they spend $5,000 on their credit card mm-hmm. every single month that you've been with them. That is a major red flag. Yep. Right? So these are the kind of things that you have to look out for and be like, what things can you deal with and what things can you not deal with? Exactly. The next one would be their faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, you already talked, touched on it, babes. But yeah, really looking in in depth with this um, during the dating process, there's some great tips out there. Like, don't just see if this person goes to church because there's lots of people in church that are not believers. The Bible talks about this. I, I never, <laughs> I, I never understood when people say, "Well, yeah, he goes to church." He does. Yeah. Like, it's just like some, like you know how much times I go to the gym and people just sit on machines and on their phones. Yeah. Not everybody that goes to the gym works out. Mm-hmm. not everybody goes to the church is legit yeah yeah exactly exactly you want to know what does this person believe right where is their head at do they study the scriptures do they have this love and this passion for jesus that you see through them right when you talk to other people about them when you meet old like that this was a big one for me when we were engaged And I met some of the people that knew you when you were like in high school or years ago and hearing how they talked about you and how highly they spoke of you, of your faith, of your character. It was like, okay, 
I can place my bets on this, mm. you know, and that is so important, right? Don't yeah, you, just... you, you bet on the right horse. It's thoroughbred. Okay. Um, anyways, so, oh no, stop, stop. <laughs> Not even going to go into that. Okay. So, um, the Brahma bull. okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so make sure that this person has a genuine faith don't look for all the churchy stuff they make the churchy jokes and the slang and oh you know they do moralistic things right do they have a passion for jesus and are they growing in christ they don't have to be perfect but are they growing Mm -hmm. right that is huge um and then the last point would be their understanding of a christian marriage and what it entails Mm-hmm. Are you guys on the same page about that? Mm-hmm. It is, okay. So I could, well, I'll just say this. I could care less what everybody else wants to say about gender roles and whatever. In a Christian marriage, right? If you claim to follow Christ, mm-hmm. the man is the head of the woman. Mm-hmm. So if you are a woman mm-hmm. looking for a man, Mm-hmm. If he can't lead himself, mm-hmm. why would you want him to lead you? Mm-hmm. I'll just let that sit. If he is not consistent in anything, mm. he cannot stick to anything. He's never had a, pr- like when you talk to his friends and his friends say he just jumps from one thing to another. He doesn't like, there's nothing that he actually sticks with. Yeah. Like. There is something to be said. He cannot lead himself. Mm-hmm. How can a man that can't lead himself lead a family? Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, if you're a man seeking out a woman mm-hmm. and this woman has no idea how to submit to her family, mm-hmm. can't serve her family at all, mm-hmm. doesn't submit to any kind of leadership at church. Mm-hmm. Submit doesn't mean bringing food or cooking food. Submit means to trust the leadership of another person. Mm. They're not combative. Mm. If this woman cannot be submissive to serving her family and serving her church, Mm. why would she be submissive in serving you? Mm. Period. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. These are things we're willing to try to overlook and Mm. hope by God's grace that mm-hmm. is just solved in marriage. Mm-hmm. It is not solved in marriage, folks. Yeah. Like, even when we were talking, mm-hmm. I know we, like, uh, when it comes to submission, that was a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. Right? You struggled with that. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. I witnessed you still being submissive to your family and at church. Mm-hmm. You still served. You disagreed and pushed back on some things, mm-hmm. but you still served. Mm-hmm. There's people that don't know I'm going to be an anarchist. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a person that cannot submit to rules, you're going to be an anarchist. Listen, men, you're looking for a wife. If you see that kind of woman, run. I don't care how big her bum looks. I don't care how big her boobs look. I don't care how cinched her waist is. I don't care how light or dark her skin is. Mm. Do not go down that road. Mm. If you do it, you're going to be trying to say, well, you're supposed to submit to me. Mm, she's gonna be like have to say that you shouldn't have to say that you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to but he's gonna try to push and now this Mm. woman's gonna be like are you kidding me Mm. i don't submit first of all i don't submit to nobody Mm. 
Mm. So you tell them I'm about to submit to you? No, that's not going to happen. So let's just, that is what it is. Now, if you disagree with that, I will encourage you to read and submit to the scriptures. Mm. If you are following Jesus, if you don't follow Jesus, this doesn't apply to you. But if you say I, you claim to follow Jesus mm-hmm. and you have a problem with what I just said, yeah. I didn't say anything that's outside of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Go to the scriptures, see what the apostles that started this church said, submit to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry, that was very so. authoritative. Is <laughs> <laughs> what it is, though. Make sure you are sure about this person. Yes. As sure as you can be. And Please. if you are not, take this as a call from God. End your engagement now if you're not <laughs> sure. We've just given you an out, okay? Um, the next point is money. Do not put yourself in mm. debt for your wedding. This is obviously a big one. Like, isn't one of the biggest causes of divorce money. So, you know, money during the wedding planning can be huge. This is something we went through as well when I had star eyes for like see-through outdoor tents and shivari chairs um, and like, you know, a thousand dollar veils and chupas. Chupas and, and all this type of stuff. Nah, man, I... All the details. And I, and I, and, I, and here's the thing. <laughs> I, I do remember that time and I think I was a bit harsh and I was like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I don't yes. care. I was like, you would send me stuff and I'm like, I don't like any of these because we're not doing it. <laughs> and you're like, are you? And I know you might think I killed your dreams, but I think us being t- trying to take this ruthless, this ruthless way of, of managing and mastering money mm-hmm. in, ma- in the wedding process it it actually flowed into our marriage mm-hmm. because we didn't come up with any debt mm-hmm. and any debt that we did have, um, which is something you should talk about, by the way. If y'all have any debts, mm-hmm. you should know that before the person gets married. I mm-hmm. see, I've heard some people like have over a hundred thousand dollars in debt, wow, that's get evil. married and then they just drop it on the person. That's evil. No, say what's up, say what's up. But I think we were both up front You had more than I did because of school, Mm -hmm. but we made a conscious decision with our money, how we're going to handle it. And we were able to get through the first year without any debt Yeah, because we made that decision, you know? Yeah, that actually leads us to the scripture for that. So Proverbs 22, verse 7, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard that one before, but yeah, just as Joel said, it's so important. Um don't start out your marriage being a slave to the lender if you do not have to right especially for a one day event it can be so easy to be like oh we'll just do the extra payments and all of that kind of thing but no it's not worth it know your know your budget and and stay under it as much as possible right go under it go under it so it's really important to be on the same page about your goals for finances with the wedding Mm -hmm. and i remember when we were engaged we had one conversation when i think the wedding planning was just becoming a lot and you're like hey this is really important to me about how we're starting our life that this should be something we have under control and we're on the same mind about it. And I really appreciated the conversation that made me sort of step back with all the emotions and reevaluate and rethink and be like, you know what? You are right. This is the priority 
um, for mm-hmm. the wedding, right? This is what the wedding is about. I've seen it going, and I guess because I'm a bit older than, a yeah. bit, eight years older than you, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of weddings and I've seen yeah. what came out of it, especially yeah. the ones that had their dream weddings right before all the COVID and whatnot. Yeah. But like, it's so easy to, to get that out of control because especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. you have a big credit card. Maybe you just got into your first legit job. You mm-hmm. think everything is good. You're popping your collar. You just start swiping the card. Mm-hmm. And especially like family helps out. And that's another thing. Family wants to think, I want this kind of food. Yeah. I want these kind of people to be there. So it just, yeah. the budget just racks up. Like yeah. I told my parents that some things we're just not going to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I know in different cultures, parents hold different weight. But if you don't have that under control, money under control with your wedding, it will bleed into your marriage. Yeah. So be on the same page about this. Discuss it. What is your goals? What is your visions? What is important to you? Search the scripture. Pray through Mm -hmm. it. Talk to godly mentors that have been married. Mm -hmm. Lean on your community. Um, All of that. You know, a bigger, more extravagant wedding does not mean a more beautiful wedding. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I've witnessed super inexpensive wedding and it was so God glorifying and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've gone to a wedding that was extremely extravagant and they're divorced. So yeah, just be wise. It doesn't mean don't have nice things. We had nice things at our wedding and I'm glad like we had a videographer and that was amazing, you know, professional makeup and all that kind of stuff. So it really is what can you afford? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, and plan for after the wedding. So Mm -hmm. don't just think about the big day. Okay, do we want money after, right? Do we want to use some of the wedding gifts after to put towards a down payment or towards saving or to pay off school loans or Mm -hmm. credit card debt or whatever it is? Plan for after. Think about after the day because Mm -hmm. the day passes by so fast. It's beautiful, but it passes by so fast. And before you know it, you've been married a year. Just to jump in there, I remember when I asked my mom details about her wedding. Mm. She said she didn't remember. <laughs> so that tells you if there's going to come a time, yeah. you're just not going to remember. So don't blow 50 bands on a day. You're not going to remember. Yeah, exactly. And the last point here is the engagement period. So obviously, if you're you know listening to this, you're engaged, you're not yet married. Um, and you're thinking of maybe you haven't planned your wedding day yet or you sort of thought of a wedding date. But we really want to emphasize uh, that you be wise when planning how far out your wedding will be. Yeah. Proverbs 1 verse 7, uh, one of my favorite scriptures that I've been thinking about a lot, says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. <laughs> yes, this is, a, this is a heavy one. But really, it's thinking about things like protecting your sexual purity, prioritizing the union, uh, financial and and cultural considerations, right? You want to be wise with this. Are you planning a wedding that's a year and a half out? Why does it need to be a year and a half out? Mm -hmm. Are you guys already struggling with your purity, your sexual purity, right? Is it really hard with the boundaries? Do you need to have a shorter engagement period time? These are things that are really important to talk about that often maybe in certain cultures, um, like I know in a lot of maybe West African circles, it's not a thing that's really discussed. It's more just like, you know, throw the big party. 
Um, but yeah, it's important. What are your thoughts on that, babes? Yeah, uh, I think it just goes down to, as you said, that bit of the cultural expectations. I think these kind of things always make me a bit sad because <clears throat> we just care about the party. Mm. Like we care about the one day in the party. And I think that's what I've always seen and heard. And it irritated, it irritated me so much. And I think that's why I pushed when we were thinking about something like, like, I don't care about this one day, mm. even though it might sound, it might have seemed extreme. I'm like, I don't mm. care about the wedding. I don't think about the wedding. I think about the marriage mm-hmm. because I will forget about this one day. Mm. If I don't care if I have this big elaborate wedding with like 500 people, I won't be able to name all 500 people that came. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take the wedding decor home with you. No, you know, <laughs> even though you th- might really want to. So the reality is, you don't make decisions that are best for the wedding. Make decisions that are best for the marriage. Yeah. If you make decisions financial, sexual, mm. cultural, familial choices that are best for the marriage, mm-hmm. your wedding will not be stressful because mm-hmm. it will fit in line with what you want. What your beliefs are, what your values are, even if it disappoints he, other people. Here's one that's complicated family expectations some of the family might want certain things or certain people at the wedding you know and it causes it to be extravagant if you do not want an extravagant wedding you put your foot down here's some wisdom this is deep if you refuse to put your foot down with your parents about a wedding Mm. you will struggle to put your foot down with your parents in your marriage Mm. you will struggle if your mom can come into your relationship and bust things up between you and your fiance Mm. regarding one day, Mm. she will come in and bust things up when it comes to the marriage. Mm. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. So if there's not these guidelines of like, hey, I understand. Now, if you are being foolish Mm. and your mom is saying you're throwing your life away Mm. and you have godly wisdom and people around you that are telling you the truth mm-hmm. because some people like to have christian friends that they don't tell the truth mm-hmm. like first of all if you're that kind of friend and you're seeing someone go down a wrong path but you don't want to say anything because you don't want to ruffle feathers like you're you're, you're a sus bucket straight up <laughs> you're a bucket mm-hmm. tell your friends the truth listen i don't think it's time or this is not the right person say the truth mm-hmm. give them godly wisdom but if this relationship's fine but it's just about like, oh, I want this kind of color or mm. I want these people there or I want it on a certain day. Mm. And I'm willing to go to my son or daughter's ear and say, listen, this is what I want. Mm. I don't care what your husband says. Mm. Like, this your is fiance. our, your parents say. Your fiance your, like Yeah, whatever your fiance says. Listen, mm. I'm your mother. You should do this. Mm. Red flag. Mm. Mom, I love you, but you got to back off here. Mm. Like, your opinion is important to me. Mm-hmm. I love you. But it's second, a mm. strong second mm. to my, my soon-to-be wife. If she wants pink and you want green, we're doing pink. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard. I will give the other side to it. I think it is difficult, obviously, because for many parents, this is also their day of celebration as well. 
So there is that part to keep in mind of they do want to celebrate, they want to have their friends there and all of that. Um, But during it, the conversation does have to be of, you know, the focus of this wedding is the union of these two people, these two families coming together as one. So there has to be room for compromise, right? It can't just be, well, one family being like, we want this and that's it. No. This is two families, two people, compromise, discussion, grace, and sometimes being firm and flat-footed because you guys are the ones getting married, right? That's the reality. And as I said, if you can't do it for a day, you will not be... And we're talking about red flags. Mm -hmm. That is a red flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So going back just to the timeline aspect, right? So making sure that... Um, you know, you're not planning a wedding that is two years of engagement that we see a lot of times with Christians, two years or whatever it is, try and plan a short engagement, uh, so you can protect your sexual purity, uh, prioritizing the union, as we said, as what is important there. Uh, and also then with the engagement planning, you're thinking about the financial constraints, right? There's a financial constraint of trying to plan a wedding in four months compared to two years. And that's something you have to be real about. But again, as the scripture says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I think that's something, if I could go back in time, it's like I would have loved us to have a way shorter engagement. I think mm-hmm. that that would have been very God honoring. Um, so, yeah, like think about that and prioritize it. It's important. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Like, I know marriage is a big decision, but I think it can be made very simply mm-hmm. if you do the simple things well. Mm-hmm. Let the complicated things be the complicated things. Mm-hmm. The simple things, let them be the simple things. Intertwining with another family is already complex. Believe me, mm-hmm. Joelle knows. Mm-hmm. Your brother knows. It can be hard. But if you deal with the simple things simply, black and white is black and white when the gray comes it's a lot easier to maneuver that yeah exactly planning a wedding can be very easy very simple if you make it easy exactly if you complicate things there's people that plan a wedding in four months bing bang boom done yeah beautiful simple to the point right i think here's something that comes to my mind and this is the thing guys Remember, it's about the marriage. Yes. If you're struggling with purity, if you're like, hey, listen, I, we, we just want to get married and mm-hmm. there's no major issues, guys, go get married. Yeah. A wedding can happen later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like get married, and have something small and honor decision. God with that. Yeah. Because we, again, like I get sometimes parents want, we want the party. Well, okay, mm-hmm. we can have the party later, but we just want to make sure we're married and like we prioritize what we need to do mm-hmm. get married once that happens then you can always plan a wedding after mm-hmm. honeymoon you don't need a big blowout honeymoon mm-hmm. do something small maybe you can save up and do something big later mm-hmm. like think about this you're you have the rest of your life with this person mm-hmm. don't try to cram it in one time blow your bank account up and put your family in a bad situation exactly all right so those are our three tips insights pieces of advice i hope that they've been somewhat helpful um encouraging eye-opening affirming you as you take this amazing momentous decision and makes you more excited 
or makes you rethink things and step back and you know hopefully a year from now you could be in a better place if that is the decision you have to make um but yeah love you guys hope you guys are doing well and we'll be back with you all soon fools despise wisdom (laughs) and instruction all right night guys see ya